Welcome to The Trail Less Traveled, an adventure series dedicated to taking you back to mankind's earliest form of entertainment, storytelling. Missoula, Montana is a mecca for outdoor enthusiasts, and each week we will bring you tales of outdoor adventures both near and far, as well as adventure information and inspiration and a few tunes to set the mood. You can read more about the show online at traillesstravel.net. And now here's your host, Grand Canyon Whitewater Guide, yoga instructor, and master of the didgeridoo, Mandela. This evening, The Trail Less Traveled is being recorded in Missoula, Montana, at the Missoula Broadcasting Company, nestled here in the mountains. This evening, I'm passing the radio show over to the community. And this is a new project that I'm really excited about, so if you have anybody you would like to interview, please contact me. This evening, I have Boo Curry in the studio interviewing Omar Ketab. Boo Curry is from Missoula originally. She graduated in 2001, and she has been studying West African and African culture for 14 years. She's a bird field biologist, and she helped start Jembe Bara with a group of friends here in Missoula. And that's why Omar Keita teaches and plays for Jembe Bara. And she's going to talk all about that. And Omar's got wonderful instruments here in the studio. Boo is also a musician, beautiful musician. They're both going to be playing. So this is going to be a great show. I hope you enjoy. I'm going to hand it over now to Boo. She has wonderful questions to ask, and I am going to just sit back and listen in the chair in the corner, which I've never done before. Hi there, listeners. I'm going to be interviewing Omar today, like Mandela said. And Omar, how are you this morning? I'm good. How about yourself? Good, yeah. I'm great. This is this is going to be exciting. I think this will be a fun time. Oh, yeah. So I know that Mandela always starts with the question, how was adventure a part of your childhood and growing up? But before we get to that question, I just want to hear about your childhood in Guinea. So Omar is from Guinea, West Africa which he'll touch on, and he's been living in the United States a few years now. So go ahead, dive in, give us a few minutes of what it was like to grow up in your country and what your family was like. Oh, happy Thanksgiving for everybody, for the listener. I'm Omar Keita. I'm from Guinea, West Africa. I'm an original Guinean. I played music, my traditional music, dancing, drumming, and teaching. So I was born under that because my mom, she was a dancer and a singer at a, the big uh, company we call Ballet African. So she's a singer and a dancer. So I saw her dancing and singing. I'm in. That means I'm born under that. You were born into music. Yeah, and the music. That's great. Can you tell us what your family was like? How many brothers and sisters did you grow up oh, with? Oh, I have a large family because my dad had uh, three wives. The whole family, we are 20 kids. Wow, 20 kids. Yeah, the whole family, we have 20 kids. My mom's side, we are seven. The other side, those have uh, seven like that, you know. So we are big family. And then we all live together in the same house. We eat together, same ball, everything we do together. Great. That's awesome. I think a lot of people do that around the world, and I think that that's really special. 
You were saying earlier that you're born in Conakry. Can you talk a little bit about Conakry and Guinea as a whole, the country? What is it like there? Like, what does it look like? What are the people like? Oh, Conakry is a very good town. And then I like it. I miss that, too. <laughs> so... A city, really, right? Yeah, it's a it is a city. city. It is a city. It's not bigger. It's like a same side, like Oregon. Mm. You know what I mean? And uh, Conakry is the very beautiful over there because uh, we live close to the ocean. We eat um, fish than meat. More fish than More meat. More fish than meat, yeah. yes. So to eat meat over there, it's supposed to be rich to eat meat, you know. Mm. So all the time, the fish is like uh, free, you know. You can eat all the time, anytime you want. And uh, Konakri, we have lot, 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 lot people who practicing music. Because the first president we have, uh, his name is uh, Sekuture. He tell that for us to share the culture. You he know, wanted you guys yeah, to share the exactly. culture. Exactly. He wanted to share the culture. So we have a lot of musicians, Guinea population, all people like do his own traditional music. Okay. Yeah, I think that the history of Guinea in relation to the president and how he wants to sort of bolster musical Ghanaian culture around the world is really special and really unique. So can you talk a little bit more about that? Do you know when that started exactly in history? Oh, that started like uh, many years ago, boo. The first we got uh, the independence. Okay. So he started to say that. Okay, you know? so after independence After is independence, when? he said, okay, so we have uh, our independence, now, my first project for you guys, I want you guys to go out to share the culture and the world, you know, not only, not only in uh, your country, Guinea or like the region. No, he said in the world, you know, the whole world. You know, right now, there's a lot of Guinean who live in outside, like in the world. If you go everywhere, you're going to see the Jembe player. The dancer, senior, you know, just sharing culture. It's a long time to go we doing that. That means I'm, before I was born, we're doing it. Yeah, I know. I think it's really special, and I think that that's something that the president really did a good job of in Guinea there. Exactly. You just said a bunch of people around the whole world are sharing the Ghanaian musical culture and dance culture how did you yourself, besides just your mom, we know that you listened to your mom growing up and she inspired you, but was there anything else that inspired you to study drumming? Oh, yeah. So I have my own inspiration. Right now, I'm living in Mizula. If I'm sitting by myself, so I don't know what happened. Something happened to me to sing. I like singing. I like chatting the instruments. So if I saw something, like I like Tate and then I have some rhythm in my head and singing, I do that everywhere. If you go to my work at a good food store, people tell that. And then I like singing, walking around, make my time go faster to me. I don't know if that happened to those people. So me, Omar, if I'm singing, I'm working, 
I'm very glad to have time go faster because I like singing, working, you know, do everything. That's my inspiration. And uh, the music, it is my, my blood. It's not me. You know, it's not me. It's from back, you know, like my mom's side. Because my mom, she's a artist like me. And then my dad was a mechanician. He, like, fixed the car, you know. A mechanic. Mechanic, yeah. My dad doesn't want me to do the music. He just want me to be doctor. I went to school, started, and then one day, like that, it happened. I like music, too. You know, all the time, I went to look at the people playing the music around. I listened to that. And then my heart said, yeah, you need to practice this one. You're going to be good at it. So I just uh, jump in. And then he's a, Omar is a musician. That, that's a surprise for me too, you know. And then right now, I touch a lot of instruments, and then I can play the instrument and sing in, whatever. Yeah, you're very talented. Um, as you. anyone who's met Omar knows, he's a multi-talented musician, and we're very lucky to have him in Missoula. Yeah, so that's just really amazing. So you felt like music was a part of you and not only passed down from your family to you in your blood and through your ancestors, but you you felt it calling to you, which is really special. So I know that Guinea, because they've promoted cultural music and dance as part of what they want their global view to look like for people around the world, they want people to see that. There are these special drumming schools and dancing schools yes. for youth that decide to take this route. And you went to one of these schools, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us about these schools and about how long you studied and then maybe what a typical day studying was like for you? You know, maybe talk about your teachers a little bit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Boo, for that question. So... You know, in Guinea, it's not a lot of people who can finish the school. High school. Like. Yeah, the high school. So I'm lucky, and then uh, I have uh, something on me. He helped me if I decide to do something, and then I can do it. Like uh, going to school, like uh, playing music, like uh, singing, like... Uh, do whatever you want. If I decide by myself, I can do it. And then at school, is like the same thing. And then uh, we have uh, teachers. He's a very, very great teacher. And then he helps everyone. If you have a question or we, you have anything, you ask him, he can clarify to you to say, yes, it's like that. You need to do this. You need to do that. You know? And then... Uh, Playing music, it's not only at school I started playing music. I played music before to go to the university. We have a university called East Isaac, Isaac Institute Superior de Music. So that school, we practice all instruments, traditional music, other music, because we have a piano if you like piano, you can practicing piano. If you like guitar, you practicing all instruments are there. So me, I told you the first question. I said my heart told me 
to go doing my traditional music. So that helped me a lot because I started to play the music before I came to the university. Sometime if um, I was in high school, after school, I went straight to play music and then uh, came back to school again. It's between school and music. School and music, I was doing that. Yeah, that was my plan to do it. That is the voice of Omar Keita being interviewed by Boo Curry on The Trail Less Traveled. I think it's time for a song. It's really wonderful to sit back and listen. Uh, This is a a different approach to The Trail Less Traveled. We have Boo in the studio interviewing Omar here. Well, Omar, do you think that uh, maybe now is a good time to play a little music and people can maybe get a sense of your musical prowess and hear some of the traditional drums of Guinea? Yeah, I like to do that. I'm ready. So the song I'm going to sing in today, it's about uh, the teachers, because the teachers doing good job for people here, everywhere in the world, you know. So I'm singing for them. That song, the name Nimadiala. I like singing that. Ella la 
just Omar Keita singing a song about his teachers and all teachers of the world. Omar, can you say one more thing about that song? I write that song myself, and uh, I read that song here. It's not anywhere here I wrote that song. You wrote that song here in Missoula. Here in Missoula, because I wrote that song about uh, like the teachers. Who's the teachers? Is the Dorothy Morrison. Dorothy Morrison, yeah, yeah. who plays with Dorothy us. She's Morrison, teacher. she's a music teacher. So I saw her doing the music, the different kind of music, you know. She do the gamelan, she do the djembe, my traditional music, and then teach the kid at school. So I appreciate that. I said, yeah, she's doing a great job. She doesn't just want to do like uh, American culture. She want to touch everything. So that give me the inspiration to sing it for her, to give the courage to her to keep doing it because that's her life. This evening, The Trail Has Traveled is being recorded here in Missoula. And this evening, Boo Curry is interviewing Omar Keita. And this is handing The Trail Has Traveled over to the community. If you have anybody you'd like to interview, please definitely contact me. Boo is from Missoula originally, and she graduated in 2011. And she is a bird field biologist and also started Jembe Bara. Omar Keita is from Guinea, West Africa. He plays multiple instruments, many of which are in the studio right now. 
he is here teaching and playing with Djembe Barra. So we'll find out more about that. I'm going to hand it over to Boo. So now that we played a little bit of music, Omar, I'm wanting you to talk a little bit about the traditional instruments of Guinea, all the different ones that you play, and maybe touch a bit on their significance for Guinea and in history. So the cultural instrument from Guinea is very different than other instruments in Africa. So we have a djembe. To make the djembe, that djembe, that djembe. So to make djembe, the skin and wood. So you can cut the mango tree and then carve inside and the cord. Use some cord. Yeah, use some cord. And uh, the skin, that uh, cow. Is made out of cow yeah. hide. The cow hide and uh, some people do the goat. The music and my culture, I have a little bit of history. I'm going to tell you guys about it. Before the drums come in, djembe, dundun, sangbam, balafon, zalafon, anything, you know. The first musician was the woman who clapped the hand. And the village, before the people bring the instrument, it was the woman. Because if the women are happy or if one woman have a baby, they are happy to clap the hand. If we go to Guinea, you're going to see that. They start clapping the hand and singing about it. And then uh, the man said, oh, so the women are happy. If they are happy to clap the hand singing about that. So... The man said, oh, we need to do something. That's right. The man started fabric the djembe. That's why the creation of a djembe is come. Because he saw his wife are happy. The baby is born. The village is happy. So they want uh, the neighbor village know something happened in this village. That's why the man make the djembe to play it louder not only to clap the hand. So if you clap the hand, it's not too loud like djembe clapping. Yeah, the djembe is much yeah. louder than hands. Exactly. That's why the men fabric the djembe to play the djembe, and then the women are here. Oh, that sounds good. So we are happy. The men are happy. The women are happy. So everybody is happy now, and then we start to play the music with that. So the dundu, awesome. it's the same. The dundu is like that. You can be dundu fola, you can be djembe fola, you can be any instrument you can play. The whole instrument coming to happiness. Wow, yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. So just to clarify, Omar, the djembe has one skin or one head and an opening at the bottom. And the bottom. And the dununs, which are traditionally played to accompany the djembe, yeah. have two skins on either end. Yeah, because the dundun have a cow skin. So if you play the cow skin and the hand, it's not louder. That's it's right. not loud if you play yeah. it with your hand. Yeah. Right. So that's why we use the stick for that. Mm. And the belt. The belt and the dundun go together. That means the rhythm going together right so i can do a little bit for you guys that belt on the belt 
like the percussion, like an inspiration, we just play the belt. You can play the belt, 10 people can play the belt, only belt, and then uh, we singing about all of that, only the belt, we have that. So if you want to play the dun-dun, sangbam, the rhythm be like uh, straight and beautiful and beautiful listening, you need add all of this stuff together. So the dun-duns as a class of instruments are two-headed drums, Omar's talking about. And in a traditional setup, they have three different dun-dun drums, yeah. a high one, a medium one, and a low one. Can yeah. you talk a little bit about that? So the little one we call kinkini. That means the baby drums. Mm-hmm. It's like a baby. You know, it's a two little drums. And then after that, we have a sangbang. Sangbang is like the leader of the music. If you want to change the rhythm and other rhythm, it's the sangbang do that. Sangbang and the culture of Guinean will respect the sangbangis because you need to have inspiration to play sangbang. Because the sangbang gives the different, different, different music add together. You know what I mean? You play this music and then you jump to go to the other music nonstop. You jump to go to the other music nonstop. So the songban initiates yeah, the it, transitions. Yeah, the songban do the initiation with music. So the dun-dun gives the bass. That's the largest That's the largest. That. That's songban. Sangbang. So the dun dun. You see, that's Sangbang and the dun dun. So the both, I can play the both together to have uh, the rhythm complete, you know. That's awesome, Omar. That sounds Thank really good. Yeah, you. the Songban, Dunun, and, and Kinkini are kind of like the heartbeat of West African music, music right? Yeah. Along with the women and the songs and the singing. Oh, yeah. Um, now um, the women can uh, clap the hand and sing in. So just, uh, now their idea can be fulfilled to, exactly. to its maximum potential. Yeah, going along with that, dancing is a very big part of Ghanaian musical culture oh yeah as well can you talk a little bit about that and how music and dance go together oh music and the dance go together because every rhythm we have uh, the signification about that like a soli if you hear people say soli is like a happiness why because if someone have a baby you play soli Marana solidi, yere wolonu abana solidi, yere musobini dara enalangu abana solidi. If a woman have a baby, everybody is happy because 
she was pregnant. She doesn't know if she can have a baby and a life or the baby can die and her belly, we don't know. You know, we don't have that inspiration in Africa. Maybe here you guys know, but we don't know. We don't have like a, to go to, 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 the, to the hospital to see how the, the baby look, girl, boy, like that. On the ultrasound. Yeah, you ultrasounds. Don't we don't have that. And then we don't know if the baby is in the life and the, the mommy's belly or not. So if the woman have a baby, all that happiness, we play that music. We call that soli. Abana solidi, yere wolonu abana solidi, yere musobini yara ina langwa abana solidi, yere musobini ara e kongo abana solidi nala, kuyere wolonu abana solidi, yere musobini yara ina la abana solidi. So people celebrate births. What other songs do you guys traditionally play, and what do they signify? Oh, uh, and then we have a lot of sound, like uh, soko. Soko means, sorry about that, so initiation to be adult. Yeah, for you know, an initiation. For initiation to be adult. And uh, my culture, we have that. So if today your family wants you to go to the forest, for your initiation. So we play music today to make sure that the mom knows, the whole family knows, yeah, the son need to go to the forest for the initiation. So it's kind of like a gathering song and yeah. a song that lets people know that this no, important exactly. event if is going to take place. If you saw people play that music and singing about it, all village know something happened for the boys need to be ready to go to the forest for the initiation. We call that soko. Soko le soko do namara e dia o soko do namara e soko le soko do namara e dia o soko do namara e ibawa yorosi soko do namara ibawa kindia. Sogodo namara e ala sogodi sogodo namara enalankudia o sogodo namara e like uh, that means if you go anywhere like uh, any 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 area in Africa like uh, in Guinea you go to Kindia like the region and the region you're gonna have that the kid need to be initiated you know. So Soko is played all over Guinea. Yeah, is what exactly. You're If that time happen, you're gonna hear that sound, people singing in, you know, and then the dancing. It's a happiness too. Can you talk now moving away from the drums, other instruments that are traditional in Guinea and maybe what cultures they came from? Because we may or may not know, but West Africa is is a mesh of a bunch of different ethnicities. And so Guinea as a culture may be one country, but there are a bunch of different ethnic groups within that country. Exactly. So can you talk a little bit about the different instruments of Guinea? Oh, yeah. So we have a lot of instruments in Guinea. That's why the Omar decided to play a lot of instruments because I want to know where the instrument come from, why you play that instrument. So the best court people play like a djembe. Okay. It's a djembe over there. And the balafon, 
we call the Zalafon. That it's Jembe, the bass court people play that. And uh, they play Gongoma. Gongoma made with gold. That's the gold. A gourd. Yeah, the gourd. I made that by myself. And then you put, uh, you know, what is that? Some metal. Some metal. So you can Jeez. play that instrument. You play that. You don't want uh, your neighbor to say, oh, that's louder. I don't want to hear that. It's time to go to bed. So that's slow music for us. So I can play this singing in my house or bedroom. The people cannot complain to say, oh, Omar, you was playing louder last night. You know, that's why I made this. We call this Gungoma. Gungoma. Yeah. Gungoma, it's some style to make money in Guinea. Oh, okay. Yeah. So maybe like, kind of like a busking, busking instrument? Yeah. I do busking with that. Okay. So if I put that in my neck and then I go play for people and they give the round, they can give money to me, give me to the drink, you know. Like we have that area. Like you guys have a blurry here, you know. So we walk different blurry, singing for them, you know, play. The people put in money here or they say, oh, have some drink. You drink, you know, just that. Yumala, yumala, yo, ayumala, eh, yumala, yo, eh, eh, enaga, yumala, yo, eh, yumala, yo. Yeah, that's awesome, Omar. So the last instrument I really want you to touch on is the krin. And this is a really cool instrument, and it's pretty unique to Guinea. Can you talk a little bit about that instrument? We don't have one in the studio today. Yeah, the green from forest region. The forest people play that. It's like the old cell phone. The old cell phone. Yeah, the old cell phone. Because many years ago, we didn't have a cell phone in the country. We just have a, like a green Cream is the wood. Like uh, you take uh, inside the wood. You and carve then out. You carve out. It's hard to do it. Because it's know, a hardwood. The instrument's hard made wood. from a hardwood. So you play that. If people here play that, you can know, oh, something happened to the village. So that means we all need to be around the baobabs. You guys know the baobab is the big tree. So we all go sitting in the baobab. The sheep talking about something happen. Like that means, oh, this person can be married this year. This person need to leave the village to go in the town to start in. So you play the cream to let people know. Yeah, it's an instrument that's yeah. used to draw people together. Together, exactly. Because it's very loud it's and you loud. play it with sticks. Yeah, and that's so why we call old Cell phone. <laughs> right. It's so, a cell phone, yeah. Yeah. It's a cell phone. Cool. Well, now, Omar, I think we should do a song that highlights the gongoma a little bit. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah. That'll be good. like it. You're listening to The Trail Less Traveled, and Boo Curry is here interviewing Omar Keita. Boo and Omar are setting their instruments up right now. 
yeah, this is a awesome, different approach to the trail less traveled. I'm really excited to have Boo here interviewing Omar, who is from Guinea, West Africa. We're here at the Trail 103.3 in Missoula. I'm 
This evening, I have handed the trail less traveled over to the community, which is something I hope to continue doing. So if you have somebody you would like to interview, please contact me. This evening, I have Boo Curry in the studio interviewing Omar Keita. I want to touch now on how your transition to the U.S. has gone. My wife brought me here. Her name, Heidi Christian Wego. To move here, he was a little hard because I never saw the snow. The snow make me tired and cold. I was missing my food. I was missing my culture too. Missoula is the best place for Omar. Why? Because the Missoula people like my culture. Missoula is beautiful. The summertime, oh my God, he reminded me to my country, you know, hot, you're free, the river. The Clark Fork? Yeah, the Clark Fork. My village, we have lake. I say, yes, that means I'm in my village. Yeah, and the mountain. One thing I don't like, it's uh, snow and cold. You're not a fan of the snow oh and cold. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> That's <laughs> understandable. That's totally understandable. <laughs> Mandela mentioned this earlier, but Omar and I are both part of Jebe Bara, which is yeah. a group that was formed in 2008. And it was formed with a group of musicians and dancers who just wanted to celebrate this beautiful traditional art form. And if anyone out there is interested in participating in our weekly dance class, it is held at the Barn Movement Studio on Thursdays from 6 to 7. And it's a $5 class, so pretty affordable. And Omar is always there playing beautiful music. We always have live music and live drumming, and we have a variety of teachers. So we kind of run it as a community group. We don't have one head teacher, so that's kind of nice. Um, and you can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, Jebe Bara, D-J-E-B-E space B-A-R-A. And an important question before we wrap up here, Omar, is there's kind of been this awareness of cultural appropriation and concern about it. How do you view sharing your culture? Is it positive? Is it negative? How does Guinea as a whole view sharing its culture? Is it positive for all Guinean to do that? Traditional for us. The whole musician Guinean like share the culture. If you share your culture, you are happy. So if I share my culture for someone, I'm happy because I'm in my subjective. Arabagadi. Murabagioki. Anyerefe. Dunduruti. Yeah, I like that. That uh, is like you guys teach me how to speak English. I teach you guys how to speak my language. So I like that more than anything because I want uh, communication with me and you, you know? So that gives you the power. If one day, if you go to my country, someone asks you the question like that, it's easy for you to respond. So you feel passionate about teaching and you yeah. want to go on to further yeah. teach. Yeah. And before we end, Omar, I know you touched on hip-hop, and I was going to ask you to do a little hip-hop riff. Omar is multi-talented. I mean, not only instrument-wise, but singing-wise, too, and he's a big fan of hip-hop. So you want to give us a little hip-hop riff? Oh, yeah. Montana man est dans la partie. Jump up. J'aime. I want you guys to say jump up. You know that. Okay, okay. Montana man est dans la partie. Jump up. Balboy oublie tout tes soucis, why? Jump up. Prêtez attention de Sophie. Fille maman, one fille maman, two fille maman, three come follow me. Jump up. 
Bad boy oublie dans la partie. Bad boy oublie tout tête sous si way. Prêtez attention tout sauf fi mama wan fi mama tout fi mama la triconfort l'ami. Au marketage et c'est tout sur le bête ma fille. Quand je parle la sensation tout le monde la pestance. C'est la vie tout le sous le mar et garde la boussole fabi. On a sound login des sound de sound smart body. Give me the sound pour la vie et c'est de Rosemont County. Quand je parle en mouvement dans sa bine et quand ça suit. Le son de terre de fond est faux censuré. Nous abandonnons sa vie des gars dans oui dans sa pire. Jump up, bah on m'a dans la dans la partie. Bad boy oublie tout tes soucis, ouais. Prêtez attention tout sauf et fille maman, ouan fille maman, tout fille maman, tout fille maman, tout fille maman, tout Jump up, 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 beep, 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 beep. Great, Omar. That was super fun. That was, uh, he got really into that. Awesome, Omar. Well, we're going to play one more song for you guys. And this is Boo Curry interviewing Omar Mario Keita, as they call you in Guinea. Yeah. And this is on the trail less traveled.
Namaste Missoula, Mandela here, your host of The Trail Less Traveled, the community source for adventure information and inspiration, airing every Sunday evening at 6. I'd like to thank my guests for this week, Boo Curry and her guest, Omar Keita. This evening, Boo interviewed Omar as part of a new project I'm working on, hoping that people from the community will be inspired to interview someone who they look up to and who they believe has good stories to share. So let me know if you have someone you would like to interview. Boo graduated from the University of Montana. She's originally from Missoula and is a bird biologist who has been studying West African culture and music for over 14 years. Boo interviewed Omar Keita, a native of Guinea, West Africa. Omar is known for his extensive knowledge of music and history. He showed an interest in traditional music and began singing at an early age. He continues to sing and write traditional music, but can also rap in Malinki, Susu, and French. Omar Keita plays traditional instruments, which accompany his singing. Since 2009, he has been a musician in the nationally recognized ballet, Samato of Konakri, Guinea. Primarily a dundun player, Omar is also a dancer and djembe player who lives in Missoula, Montana, plays drumming, and teaches about culture, music, and dancing every Thursday evening with Jebe Bara. If you'd like to learn more, you can visit jebebara.com. And that's spelled D-J-E-M-E-B-A-R-A.com. My name's Mandela, your host of The Trail Less Traveled. The Trail 1033's locally harvested adventure radio series, dedicated to taking the listener back to mankind's earliest form of entertainment, storytelling, by collecting stories and sounds from the most remote locations around the world. If you'd like to learn more, see pictures, and view the show's archive, visit traillesstraveled.net. The podcast is also free and available wherever you gather podcasts. If the show has ever transported you, please consider writing us a review in order to help this new genre of adventure radio. My adventure tip this week is when you're traveling and living out of your suitcase for months on end, invest in a bundle or small satchel of lavender or maybe some of your favorite dried herbs. You could even use tea bags. This will help keep your suitcase fresh and perhaps remind you of a little smell of home every time you open your bag. 
Well, that's it for this week, my friends in Missoula and around the world. But until next week's adventure, please do something for Mother Earth and get outside. Shred the gnar. Because as you know, the gnar does not shred itself. Wait, Missoula, there's more. I invite you to join me on January 28th at 5.30 p.m. for the premiere of my new adventure presentation series, Nomad, chasing water into the Atlas Mountains and Sahara Desert of Morocco. After the show, we'll be screening a cinematic meditation on how mankind has re-engineered the planet, an award-winning movie called Anthropocene. Set the date, January 28th at the Roxy Theater at 5.30 p.m. All proceeds from this event will be donated to the International Wildlife Film Festival.